Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Who Knows Show. I'm Noah Bryan. I am joined, technically, as always, or, uh, 50% of the time, by Corbin Christensen. <laughs> Hello there. Okay, and then uh, this time, special guest, Sebastian. Sebastian, I don't remember your last name. I'm being a bad host. Uh, Pedro. Yeah, just say yes. something so I can save myself from this situation. I could do that. I could introduce myself, or I could let you flounder, and it would be very entertaining. No, it would not make for good radio. <laughs> I'd argue it would make for for bad radio, even. No, no, it, it, it's perfect. This is perfect radio. <laughs> there we go, some ASMR. Yeah, this is a this is going to be a very off the cuff episode. We have no. Aren't they all? Uh, and that first one was very off the cuff. Yeah. Ish. But we also hadn't talked for a while, so we had, like, stuff to talk about this time. We don't really. I mean... Well, I mean, we have a bit of stuff to talk about. Since the first episode, I got a job. So... Ooh. Like, yes. Yeah, so... Well, would you look at that? Good job. Care to elaborate, perhaps? Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to, but I'm good. No, well, if you'd <laughs> like to, then elaborate. <laughs> No one's stopping you. Yeah. No, no. We were talking about in the first episode how unemployed and how much we hated being unemployed. But now, I actually have a job. I started construction, reno. I'm going to be inside people's houses during a global pandemic, which is wonderful. Are you going to steal anything? Uh, no, no, I'm not that type of person. I wouldn't steal. I mean, unless it's like something really cool, but no. Um, <laughs> what if it was a... Uh... <laughs> Like a Fabergé egg, would you? Nah, not really my style. I feel like you've got to have very specific priorities to steal a Fabergé egg as a construction worker. <laughs> you know, like, one of those things makes sense. People like their fancy eggs. And the other thing makes sense. People like busting and then, you know, fixing things for money. But usually those aren't the same groups of people. Yeah, usually construction workers aren't the brightest for that. <laughs> There has to be a movie that's like a heist movie that's like where the the people doing the heisting are like construction workers, right? Or something. I feel like that has to be a thing. Like as a cover or that's the whole concept is just that they're construction workers and then they want to make a heist. That sounds either like or. A, that sounds more like a comedy than I mean, it know, can still be a comedy and be a heist movie. Well, yeah, Ocean's 11. 12 and 13. Those are good movies. Yeah, but I mean, you could totally remake the Oceans movies, especially the first one, as a comedy, and no one would bat an eye if you just elevator pitched it to them, right? Because the whole concept yeah. of the first Oceans movie is they're doing the heist, and it's art and money and blah 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 in the casino, but it's so that George Clooney can talk to his estranged wife. Really? That's the whole thing? That's and you could easily make George movie, Clooney yeah. like Jim Carrey. And it is the goofiest thing you've ever heard of. Actually, speaking oh, of Jim Carrey, I, uh, I went through the laborious process of watching a movie today. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, I feel for you, really. Specifically, yeah, uh, man, that sucks. specifically, uh, Ace Ventura. I finally did it. I took the plunge. I watched Ace Ventura and... Ooh. Pet Detective? No. Ace Ventura, oh. Space Chimp. 
Wait. I've never seen any of these. Yes, Ventura Ace Ventura's pet detective. What other? <laughs> 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 I, I didn't think I had to qualify with the subtitle to the film. <laughs> well, was it good? Um, yeah. it was. It was. It was fine. I guess. I like. I don't know. I've. I guess I haven't said on the show before. I like Jim Carrey, although not usually in his comedic roles. I prefer him as a more serious actor, which I know might be a bit of a hot take, but I prefer, like... I mean, Truman Show's my favorite movie. I prefer him in more serious roles than, like, comedic stuff. So... It was An Eternal good. Sunshine kind of guy? Oh, yeah, that's my second favorite movie. <laughs> my third favorite movie is not a Jim Carrey movie. That. Don't worry. It's a good movie, Corbin. Watch it. Um, I'd probably cry my eyes out, I'm going to be honest with you, but... Uh, maybe. I don't know if it's exactly a cry-your-eyes-out sort of movie. It's uh, more like you watch it, and then you just contemplate being alive for a little bit. It was the only <laughs> movie that made me cry, Sebastian, so there is that. Really? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. one of two. No, it doesn't cry at movies. Yeah, no. It, uh, yeah, it made me cry. To be fair, it was also like 1 a.m. in the morning, which usually <laughs> is not when I'm awake, and it was like two days after I broke up with someone, so... Oh, yeah, that's not exactly, you know, for your viewing pleasure. Yeah. Um, not the best headspace to be in while watching that movie. But, yeah, Ace Ventura, it was okay. Um, kind of a little bit transphobic, which is... Is it? Not really the vibe, you know? Uh, not that I can, like... I can't full... I won't go into, like, a full, like, essay about it, because... I feel like I don't really have the platform to speak on that as a non-transgender person who also hosts a podcast with 12 listeners. <laughs> Not really my place to, to start talking about that. But... I mean, you don't want to take advantage of your giant platform? <laughs> yeah, dude. You can reach so many people with this. It's just, it's a problem. It's a little problematic. Waves. That's all I'm saying. It's a little problematic. And the jokes kind of didn't age well. Not because entirely because of that but just because they're references to things right and like oh it was one of those naturally if you reference something your work's gonna be yeah to whatever time you're in when you're referencing yeah. things right so my mom decided to rewatch golden girls recently because whenever we have free time to watch tv she always heads back to the ones that she liked when she was younger right yeah and i'd say about a quarter of all the jokes in Golden Girls are referential to politicians and pop culture figures of the time, which is super confusing if you weren't up to date on pop culture figures in the late 80s and early 90s. Have you, uh, I mean, I think that kind of goes for almost every sitcom, though. It's pretty, like, you know, stuck yeah. in the time, yeah. which is just a problem with the sitcoms. Sitcoms are kind of lame. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. They can be enjoyable, but I wouldn't call them good quality television. Uh, They're kind of like meant for the time that they were made. Almost always. And then kind of rewatching them after it's it, it just it sparks more nostalgia than it does uh, you know actual good comedy and writing. <laughs> actual yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also uh, got. I, I feel like I'm talking too much, but we're eight minutes in. I'll shut up at ten minutes and just let everybody else talk. Um, <laughs> I last week I finally finished Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, it's on my to watch list. It's very good. 
I've heard. Oh yeah, I'm very glad I finally finished it. It is. Well, there's still the the movie they made, but the movie technically, like the movie, it's not the ending. Tech. The ending is in the show, not in the movie. So. Is the movie set after the fact, or is it? It's just uh, a longer version of the show bits. It's like pretty much a two-hour version of an episode that takes place between two episodes before oh. the finale. So. That's neat. Yeah, I, I didn't really feel like I needed to watch it. I'll probably watch it at some point, but it wasn't real, like... I obviously would have watched it if I felt like I had to, but, yeah, it's fine. Unlike what any of you guys... Because neither of you really are into watching... Or not really into, really into the any of the car business, but Fast and Furious, the third movie, you kind of have to watch it after the fifth movie. I've heard that. Like, it... Just because of when yes. it's supposed to yeah. be chronologically? Yeah, chronologically. It's I've like always had a weird relationship with those kinds of movies. Even just, like, franchises, right? Star Wars is the worst for yeah. it, because it's completely arbitrary, the order they decided to make them in. But then also, if you like Star Wars in any capacity, you would watch the Clone Wars TV show, because it's, like, the only way you'll enjoy the prequels. <laughs> and the th problem with that is there are seven seasons of this cartoon. So yeah. if you want to introduce someone who doesn't like Star Wars or has never seen Star Wars to Star Wars and have them like the things you like the way you like them, you've got to have them watch the original trilogy, but only the first two, and then like the entire prequel trilogy, but somewhere in there fit in seven seasons of a cartoon, and then end it on, I think it's Revenge of the Sith, and then never watch the rest of it, because the next three Star Wars movies suck so bad. Well, yeah, I think I, I, think I might have heard, I don't know, this could be just a meme, it could have been, like, misinformation, but aren't they retconning the sequels? Uh, no way that's... Are right. they? Oh, man, I'd love it, it if they did. And then, like, I think they were giving George Lucas back the power. But no yeah, way, there is absolutely happen. no way that's happening. That's, that's what a lot of, like... Wrong. Disney era Star Wars people are like our anti-Disney Star Wars people are call calling for. Um, I guess you could say they're like soft retconning some things through the Mandalorian, since that takes place Probably, yeah. between the OT and the sequels. They're like doing like some stuff, like they're setting up mm. little bits here and there that like vaguely explain some things, kind of. If they go deeper into it within the show, then it'll explain some things, but it's not really... Like, nothing's being retconned. I cannot see Disney being like, uh, yeah, everything that we just sunk, you know. Yeah. However well, many yeah. billions into, yeah, that doesn't count anymore. Have you guys seen the last season of The Mandalorian, the second one? I have, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even started it, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just kinda... I haven't gotten around to it yet. Corbin, I'm going to be honest, you're really hampering our conversation here, having not seen all <laughs> of our sorry. pop culture likes. I'm sorry, okay? Without <laughs> getting into spoilers. I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Topical, right? <laughs> what did you, without getting into spoilers, Sebastian, what did you think of the second season? Because I. Oh, man. I have some thoughts, but... Well, I think to frame the second season, you've got to talk about the first one, in that it's a really good season of Western-style TV, you know? It's yeah. 
you don't need to watch any one episode except for maybe the first and the last of the first season yeah to understand what's happening and it's perfect like that i really like the first season and the second yeah. one i felt like they tried to be a little more narrative with it but the problem with that is that whoever's writing the narrative on the mandalorian second season is bad at it they're <laughs> really bad at it <laughs> they have good ideas I like the ideas in it, but the implementation of it is so bad. Like, for anyone who's seen it, you'll know. I'll try and keep this as spoiler-free as possible. But there's one episode um, about halfway, maybe three-quarters into the second season where the Mando uh, is completing, in his own mind, part of his mission, right? It's like it's the entire series has been building up to this point. And when they get there, all that happens is... The bog standard, oh, I need something of you, Mando, before I can give you what you want, because that's been the formula for the whole show. And then an exposition dump, so not even like a well-implemented, structured exposition, I don't know, soft lob or whatever, they just dump it on you. And then what Mando's there to do, it doesn't even happen anyway, and the whole reason is just because, ha have fun finding something else to go do. It's like the least satisfying thing and they use it it's supposed to be this jumping off point i think for another disney series that they're going to be doing because they're mm, doing a whole yeah. bunch i think i know the episode you're talking about yeah it's just disappointing is how i would call the second season is it the episode with a, a certain actress it is which i also have other problems with but is not for any in particular reasons <laughs> that is it yes very observant of you yes that's also <laughs> the most problematic episode to me of the show it's just and i know why they did it because it's clearly to set up yeah. the show with her in it but it feels so like i mean they've been building up to that character in that episode yeah. the entire second season and there yeah. was just no payoff for it unless you're really into the concept of rosario dawson's spinoff yeah which is which, very uh, disappointing to me. Not really. Never mind all the problems with Rosario Dawson as a person, because she has them. She's objectively an awful person. Um, I mean, Mandalorian already has kind of. Yeah, they got some people. Some some problems in their casting, but that's different. As a Star Wars fan, the characters on screen implementation, I I didn't enjoy it. Her makeup looks awful. She looks like a cosplayer could have done better, yeah. which is ridiculous. And for some reason they decided to have her do all of her own stunts and i don't know what rosario dawson does as an actress like what her roles are across her career yeah. but she is not an action star she runs so weird like you don't buy that she's booking it as this character who's athletic and and has the force and kills people for fun like what are you talking about oh i don't know man i i really didn't like that episode yeah i i think it's kind of also encapsulates part of the just the bigger issue with that season which is like you know because uh, there's other characters that uh, okay I mean it's been out for like a month and Corbin already technically knows this spoiler that this person's in the show so I'm not gonna walk around it <laughs> like there's it's Ahsoka right like but there's other characters from the Clone Wars show in mm -hmm. season two and although it makes more sense because those characters are mandalorians i still think there's kind of the issue where it just didn't feel right like it didn't really gel super well for me and i don't know mm -hmm. and there's also like on your point about the makeup and stuff like i don't get why they didn't just get the person who did the voice acting for ahsoka like she's done 
you can find cosplays of the voice actress. Oh, she has. She's dressed up as Ahsoka. And she looks good. Like, it looks good. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, with another character from The Clone Wars, Bo-Katan, they Mm -hmm. did get her voice actor. Yeah, she's she's really good as her own character, too. Which I know doesn't always carry over, because they're voice actors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have issue with Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka because she's black, right? I think she's black and Hispanic. I, I don't give a shit about that. I don't think that matters. Some people, like, they have this idea in their heads that because Ahsoka's name is Indian, and because she doesn't look, like, she doesn't have Afrocentric features, that she shouldn't be played by a black person. I think that's dumb, because if a good actress could play any character look at Meryl Streep I mean, but racism's always done yeah racism's right? always dumb but the problem Strong with Rosario sense. Dawson isn't that she's a bad actress per se it's that given the script that she had which was Ahsoka being this you know exposition dump MacGuffin character that doesn't even get to fulfill their role as a MacGuffin and then also they made her look like a bad cosplay I just, it fell so flat for me. I was on Twitter, day of and day after, seeing what people's opinions were, because I'm curious about that sort of thing. And everyone was either, this sucks, or everyone was all like, I love that they finally made Ahsoka a live-action character. And it's like, sure, but at what cost? She looks fucking awful. (laughs) What did you think, Corbin, of... Of what? <laughs> I've been very silent for a week. I, 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 I feel I bad. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bring you into the conversation. Yeah, I, I really haven't been paying attention a whole lot to any of the stuff, because I, I, I'm not really on social media for hmm. a whole lot. I kind of just use it to talk to people. Yeah. If even that. <laughs> you know how hard it is I to get a hold of you sometimes? Yeah, just ask literally anyone. Uh, <laughs> I episode am, one, oh, I talked wait. over Corbin the entire time in episode <laughs> So much so that he doesn't show up for episode two, and then episode three, we just immediately <laughs> slam him. <laughs> Not even 20 minutes uh, in. <laughs> talking about stuff that he hasn't seen, getting mad at him when he talks about anything else. Oh. Uh, this nope. is a very welcoming environment. I'm, 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 I'm doing great. Yeah, Corbin's gonna, like, sue me. Uh, <laughs> here, I'll, I'll, I'll turn the tables a bit. Corbin, I... Last week, I also finished reading Stone Ocean, so... Oh, nice. Yeah. What's Stone like, Ocean? Sebastian hasn't done yeah. anything about it. That's what I mean, flipping the tables. It's part six yeah. of JoJo. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um... I really, I really like Stone Ocean. Stone Ocean was pretty good. Just wait until you start reading Part 7. I'm gonna start soon enough. Like, next couple days I'm gonna start. But yeah, I really like Part How many parts of JoJo are there now? Uh, five Uh, animated, and then they're... Yeah, he's writing the eighth one in the manga. How long has JoJo been around? Uh, 87? Since the 80s? Yeah. Wow, why is it still going on now, then? Because it's so popular, and it... And I mean, the way the narrative is structured works well for long-term. Did he take, like, a huge break? No. It's been... Uh, He's just been taking his sweet-ass time on Part 8. It was weekly 
from like 87 to 2003, I think. And then from 2003 until now, he released it monthly. But oh. it's, yeah. I mean, been going strong. It's like, it's no like One Piece or anything, because I know One Piece like just hit its like 1,000th chapter. Yeah, that's but insane to me. <laughs> it's, JoJo's pretty high up there as far as just full numbers go. Is that a uniquely manga thing? What, running that long? Yeah, just having like hundreds if not thousands of chapters. Or is that just a comics uh, thing? I mean... I think it's more of a Japanese comic, like a Japanese pop culture. Because you know how long Pokemon's been running for. Like right, that makes sense. TV show. But it's just kind of like every, every single uh, manga or anime seems to be going on for like ever. Yeah. Knew, uh, with the show Berserk, there was... Or with the manga Berserk, rather. I don't know if it's monthly or weekly, but I know there was an incident up until very, very recently where the characters were on the same boat for like eight years in real time. Jesus Christ. Which is... That's insane. a lot of time. <laughs> like a boat. Yeah. On a boat. For eight real years. And I'm assuming it is either weekly or monthly, right? So you're, it's yeah. not like you've got eight real years and three or four episodes between that time. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's insane. Pardon, Corbin? That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know how they... I mean, Berserk's kind of weird, though, as is. I have not seen or read any Berserk content. I want to, but I haven't. It's just strange. It's a very strange uh, franchise, I guess. All I know is the the Guts theme song and <laughs> the the weird nose character. <laughs> With, uh, I think the character's name is literally Schnoz. You know, what I'm about? <laughs> it's like a it's literally a full nose with with legs and eyes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's no insane. No, Wait, okay. You guys vamp for a second, I'm going to send it to you. It's just, you guys talk, I'll bring it up. Alright. So. So. <laughs> so. We're professional. We are. Oh yeah, we're totally professional. I mean, like, we've been, we, three episodes in. We, we are literally, like, we've put our thousand hours in, ten thousand hours yeah. in. Whatever. Shout out, shout out to our six percent uh, of the audience from the Netherlands. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm bringing this back to before the show when you guys told me to shut up. Uh, my favorite esports team—they are chilling in the Netherlands right now for the uh, CS:GO major, the Blast premiere. Uh, that's actually—that's libel right there, buddy. Uh, because what? we didn't tell you to shut up. We told you to shut up before the podcast. Save it for the pod. We said. Save it for the pod. Yeah, Save it for the pod, alright? Okay, on, Paint on, us in a, in a bad light. On Instagram, I am sending you guys a picture of schnoz. Uh, alright. It, it just sent... Yeah, so I'll describe... It's a... Imagine, like, kind of like chicken legs with human feet, and then just a big lump of flesh, and it's got a nose and eyes oh, and ears. What's that thing? Before. I love it. <laughs> and I think it lives in a cave. 
Nice. I, I don't know where else cave. it would live. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. But Jesus. That alone makes me want to read Berserk. I know there's a lot of issues of that too. I think quite a few, but yeah, it's in the thousands by now. Is it? Yeah, no, it's Berserk's been going on since at least the mid '80s. I think I'm gonna Google it. I'm interested. Uh, it's only got 40 volumes, though. Not that that means anything. Those could be anything. Uh, ran from October '89 to present. Yeah, okay, so not mid '80s, late '80s. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, are we in a, a manga podcast now? No. I think we're kind of everything. They've started taking <laughs> the volumes point. and collecting them into volumes. That's yeah, how many there are. Yeah, I saw that at chapters. That's insane. Literally just a giant black tome. Wow. With guts drawn on it. So, yeah, that's... That's impressive. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's got... You have to have a market that accommodates for that, you know? Yeah. For one dude sitting at a desk drawing the same Japanese cartoons for years and years and years. Yeah, I, I do think it is a distinctly Japanese type thing, because with, you know, the Western equivalent of manga comic books, it's quite a bit different, right? Like, you have different writers and different, generally, usually, at least as far as, like, monthly or weekly things go that aren't, like, a planned narrative. It's like you bring on different writers and different artists, like every couple of years or so, right? Yeah. And it's much more episodic in general as well, technically, like short form. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not yeah. big into anime or manga. Neither am I. Just, just JoJo. Why JoJo? I've never interacted <laughs> with anything JoJo outside of the memes. It is just. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's bizarre. Like, give me a second, guys. I'll be... Vamp. JoJo is pretty much just memes. Like, that's the only reason why... <laughs> is he think a fist fight? What's going on? I think so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, explain JoJo to me. I, I literally just did. It's, just memes? That's it? it, it it's buff guys. Don't they Fight have, like, chest musculature on their backs? Is that not a thing? Yeah, pretty much. Not to mention uh, the artist and writer. Uh, basically, he takes all of his, like, his poses and all that stuff. He, he takes it from Vogue and, like, other fashion wow. magazines and stuff. So that's how he gets all the fat, weird... It, it, Shapes? It's just yeah. Odd. Yeah. That is... That doesn't even surprise me. I've seen the memes. It's... Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it's... It's kind of... It's a little odd. It's, it, it's good. I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to rewatch it. I've seen it already. And yeah. I've read it. I don't really want to rewatch it, but it was fun while I was going through it. It was just entertaining. So, since it's taken so long for Part 8 to come out, is JoJo sitting in one of those author limbos, like a series of Ice and Fire, or King Killer Chronicles, where... They're just waiting on the next one, but it's been years and years now? No, part 8 has been coming out. It's just, it's probably the longest out of every single uh, part. It's been huh. going on for probably a decade. Like, it's been being written wow. for that long. Is it the finale part? 
Uh, I don't. I don't even know. Honestly, I I know uh, pretty much next to nothing about Part Eight. My brother knows like everything because he's actually reading it and he's keeping up to date on it. But I just decided not to do. That makes sense. I wanna... Yeah. I was really into Attack on Titan when it first got popular a couple years ago. Maybe I don't know, like four yeah. or five years ago now. It's been a while. It's been a um, while. But I watched. First, I watched the first couple episodes, and then I decided to read through, I think it was like the first three or four volumes, and I can't remember for the life of me why I put it down. But after that, I tried to get back into it, because I remember they made the first two seasons, and there was like a hiatus, and they made the third season, and I tried watching it, and I just, I couldn't. There, I don't know, it was not interesting to me anymore. Yeah. I get that. That's been my whole relationship with anime or manga. It's either it's got all of my attention in it's one moment, like a one and done. or yeah, it's it's all one and done. I I can't stick with something for ten, twenty years if it's just the one thing and still be in it. I don't yeah. think yeah. Star Trek is kind of like that. Like if if you've got one of those ten season long Star Trek series, I don't think oh, they've no. ever gotten to ten. Don't know how Hello. much of that you guys could hear. Hopefully not. Absolutely a lot. none of it, except oh. for the very beginning where it sounded like you were having a fist fight with a home invader. That's because I'm in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds better. The sound quality. I guess the, yeah. the, the dampening. Yeah, because it's close in here. Yeah. Speaking of damp, is it in your closet? No. <laughs> Did you hear something about water? Is that why you're asking that question? No, I'm just curious. Oh. My floors in my room are faux hardwood so my closet gets really cold i also on the edge of the house which means that uh the faux hardwood the poor insulation the lack of air everywhere else Mm. it can get cold and it doesn't it's not actually damp but it might as well be i see what yeah i know what you mean yeah no we uh yeah sorry about being as well we're having some uh or well my room specifically because how deep into this do i want to go my dad moved to England recently. Oh. And I took yep. the master bedroom of the house. Ooh. Uh, which means I have my own bathroom. How is You're the master, master bedroom? I've never slept in the master bedroom. It's fine, except for recently, where I've been having a plumbing issue with the sink being backed oh. up. Just fix it yourself. I, Put a snake in it. I tried to do that. I tried to do that. Uh, didn't Take work. It apart. I don't have enough expertise to really do that. Hire a I, plumber. That's what we're going to do now, because uh, I did as much as I could. Like, I cleaned it out completely as much as I could, like, up to, like, up to and including the pee trap, right? Because, especially since, like, I'm so inexperienced in this kind of stuff, I can't go any farther than that. You know what I mean? Like, I would say yes and agree with you, but I also have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, so... But some water came out and, like, leaked through. That's why I had to go. I got knocked. The door got knocked. As in my room door. Mm -hmm. And apparently it went through the ceiling a little bit, so, you know. Through the ceiling? Ooh, that's less than good. Yeah, so. It sounds like a fun time. Not a fun time. (laughs) Very much so. Not Maybe that's why he moved, you know? (laughs) He knew about the leak and he didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, he just he was so sick and tired of everything that he that he off to England. <laughs> yeah, we have family there. That's 
Moving to England right now, though, that seems kind of kind of well, iffy. What with all the moved, Brexit, he moved in. I mean, also more recently, October? you know, the pandemic. He moved in right. October. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pandemic, pandemic. It'll either end or we'll all die. But Brexit now—that's got some <laughs> lasting consequences. I mean, yeah, but also England is having a bit of a harder time with the pandemic because right. you know, their second strain. strain. It was yeah. It was fine when he went when he first went there. Like when he. So what you're saying is there's a possibility that your father moving to England started up a second strain of the COVID nineteen virus. I mean, it all. I'm not. It's basic saying that. I'm not even going to go so far as to say I'm implying that. I'm saying you are inferring that on uh, circumstance. Circumstantial evidence is all the evidence you'll ever need. It's Occam's razor. Actually, no. it's a man who's moved to England, but yes. <laughs> oh, no, Occam's Razor. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> <I'm>, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, it has a joke I'm too rich to understand. <laughs> uh, wonderful listeners, instead of writing in for advice, perhaps... Give me plumbing advice through our email <laughs> at therealwhoknowsshow.com or at gmail.com. Please. I'm sorry. This is like the... he's, he's desperate. This is not help, actually a podcast. It is an advertisement for free plumbing services. Please. Please provide us with free plumbing services. <laughs> Sponsor us so you can fix my sink. Yeah, it was the long con, and, and we were gonna unveil it in episode five, but yeah, we couldn't wait. Oh, speaking of which, Corbin, you know that uh, special guest I told you about episode five? Uh, probably. Okay, I have a lot going on. <laughs> they said yeah, they can probably it's your CS:GO do it, finals. So. Nice. Okay, CS:GO finals and jobs and. Girlfriend One job. And job, everything. job, singular. Yeah, job. singular job. That is very recent, mind you. How different do yeah, you think I, history I, would I, be if Steve Jobs' name was just Steve Job? Wow. Like, just a singular job. I think probably <laughs> not. It's probably not very different. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. I don't think it would be different at, at all if it was just Job. Now, if it was Steve, like, Job... Well, that's something completely different. It changes all the jokes we make about him, you know. Um, Maybe he wouldn't have had cancer if his name was Steve Job. Who can say? Well, no, because remember what happened to Job in the Bible. He, like, he had a bad time. I I, I don't know what happened to Job in the Bible. What, you don't go to to church? You don't Uh, read your Bible? I have. When's the last time you was in Sunday class? I have three copies of the Bible, and I have not yeah, read I have three of copies it. of the Bible right here next to me. One, two, three. Where's the I, one? Somewhere. I read, like, the very beginning of Genesis. I think I got, like, two pages in. Not the, not the best place to start. Not the most thrilling read. But... Yeah, the beginning is never the best place to start. Yeah. Always start in media res. <laughs> Always be confused no, no, start, like, start a with, like, wave film. Start with judges. Like, That's what those New or... Testament little like travelers bibles are huh they're just in meteor res bibles yeah yeah isn't that technically what history is like literally just being alive is technically like a an in meteor res bible from an observer's perspective i don't know what the bible has to do with any of it at that point but <laughs> technically yes the bible has everything to do with it 
don't you go to church. I just... You just choiched me? Did you just choich at me? <laughs> uh, email the, the show with all your church questions. We're <laughs> 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 religiously dissatisfied. Email uh, us. We'll suss it out. Corbin is, a, uh, you know, goes to church every week like a good boy. I went to church once when I was I three actually years have old for in like a month. Why not? We're discredited. We <laughs> we uh, have to shut this down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> well, that that went down quickly. We are no longer religious leaders. Send yeah. in your emails about church anyway. Ninety-nine percent of our listener base is deeply Christian. <laughs> <laughs> We just lost ninety nine percent of our listeners. Yeah, we have. That's that's eleven people just gone. Damn. Damn. We'll never financially recover. The only person left is our is our one person from the Netherlands. Yeah, because no one in the Netherlands is religious, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about the Netherlands. <laughs> Clearly. Obviously. Uh, so anyway. Back to that thing that we've shut you up about several times, Corbin. Uh, CSGO Finals? Oh my goodness, why why do you keep bringing this up? Why do I keep I, bringing this up? I was ready to leave it dead and you brought it back up. You're like, no, 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 slander, slander, libel, libel, bias. CSGO. <laughs> no, it, it, this is, it's not important right now. I don't it's, think it's ever important, but we like to give you something absolutely... to say. Corbin, interview. Who's else? your favorite team? My favorite team? Team yeah. Liquid. Okay, who's your... Mine's Team Solid. I'm more of a Team <laughs> Gas guy, but okay. I guess we're all Honestly, at Honestly, Team Plasma is pretty alright, but everybody forgets about it. What about Team Solidus? I mean, that, that was presidential run material. Corbin, I may keep interviewing about this. Who's your, okay, your favorite team is Team Liquid. Uh, yes. who's, who's your favorite player? Fallen. Who? Fallen. Can That's can they get up? Though. I think it's like... That's the important thing. <laughs> I mean, he's forty years old, so I mean, hopefully. What? <laughs> he, 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 old yeah. people can play video games too. Or no. no. Yeah, hold it. They're not no. Wow! 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 Corbin, I I know I know like I accidentally put your name in the description of episode two when I meant to put in Luke's name in the description for the fact that you, Look, got, man, I, you I, got my name and I know I got Luke's I got Luke and Sam's names confused multiple times last episode but I cannot <laughs> believe you just did this to me I am hurt wow yeah that's am, I'm wow. sorry I'm, I'm sorry I've been upset. I've been talking with Holden a lot man wow wow that's depressing you've been talking to people <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Oh, you're the co-host. You can't leave. You're locked in for life. <laughs> yeah, try me. If we ever make money, you're getting half of it. Unless you leave right now. Corbin, are you saying you don't want possibly like fifty cents? Are you saying that? Are you really? Are you really gonna look me in the eye on this audio-only format <laughs> and tell me that you do not want to maybe be one day sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends? I have Good. He wasn't even there. That's disrespectful. 
Yeah. Maybe you don't deserve half a cent per quarter. Did you ever slam the door? No. No. We we went over this. You're very quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I. I don't think the uh, the listeners know this, but I have my mic touching my lips right now. It's very it's, sensual. A it's a deeply intimate experience. <laughs> you know, it you've really got to cut it off immediately after this podcast phone. ends, or that mic's going to cause problems between you and your girlfriend. <laughs> it's a home wreck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... Uh... You know even worse? This is my brother's headset. Oh, Ooh. no. You bastard. <laughs> You infidel. You you absolute mongrel. You you, you, you Kansas you, you, you Alabama you. troglodyte, you <laughs> you <laughs> the rest of this podcast What are you Amish? Gonna, the rest of this podcast is gonna be me and Seb just saying you like you 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 monster you 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 you, you. you. I can't. How dare you? How dare you? What's I can't up with, believe it. What's up with you, Corbin? How's How I Met Your Mother? Where are you and How I Met Your Mother? Why are uh, you and How I Met Your Mother? I'm on the last season. You're on the last season already? Seven. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Wait, pretty I'm much, or are you? It. No, are we you? are. You are on the last season, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the worst season. Maybe. Yeah, it really is the worst season. No, it, it it it's they ruined everything. I mean, I think the season's fine enough, but it's it's really just the ending, right? That's. I'd yeah, say yeah, I think your the mother was kind of ass, like halfway through sixth season. Eh, yeah, well, that, I that's kind of right. It wasn't supposed to. I was actually I looked this up yesterday because, uh, it wasn't even supposed to go past like two or three seasons. Yeah. But the uh, producers kept on pushing for more. That's really? why the that's why the ending ended up like it did, partially. Because yeah. they needed to film the ending while the kids were still young. Right. right? So they yeah. filmed that all ahead of time. So they kinda got locked into an ending and just wanted to use it even at the end when really it would have been much better if they did it. Yeah. And, you know that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because that ending was they, they all ruined, over the place. Yeah, yeah, they ruined a bunch of the characters, and they kind of yeah. just you like just them bad. ruining Barney's entire character growth. Literally, I really not even that. twenty that, that, minutes. That's why I was so mad. Actually, a baby bandaid yeah. on it. Yeah, which is like oh, because like he. The because uh, then they provide like the alternate end of his character arc, which is you know him having the daughter, and that being like the only girl he cares about. Sorry, how I met your mother. Spoilers, but oh no, which like that would also make sense if they hadn't spent you know like three seasons giving him a a different character arc with a different conclusion. Yeah, like you could yeah. have. You know, that thing with the daughter, you could have had him end up with Robin. You can't have both. But they did both, and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, well, the, the, well the whole thing was, like, because I, I was just mad because it was, it was Barney, you know? It, it's just, like, he goes from, like, one night, a string of one-night stands to, like, finally settling down with Robin. Yeah. But then, 
in the end, in like within an episode, it caves into him going back to season one, Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Which is supremely uh, dissatisfying. Yeah. It really is. It's weird how Barney's the best like, character in that show, but also like one of the most problematic. Just I think in it's retrospect. weird how Barney is the biggest womanizer, maybe in all of recent pop culture, and he's played by a gay guy. <laughs> that's also, yeah, I know, it's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Neil Patrick Harris, what a guy! Just what an what actor! I love him. Maybe this is a relic of being the age that we are, but Neil Patrick Harris is primarily, to me, the guy in the Smurfs movies, and then Barney. And that is a shame. I can't stand the Smurfs yeah, movies, yeah. but that's just what I think of yeah. every time I think of Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. For some I reason, I always well, think of Glee. Yeah. Really? I never because watched Glee. the guy who I plays the Glee. teacher on Glee looks a lot like Neil Patrick Harris. So much so not wrong. that... In an episode of Glee, they bring on Neil Patrick Harris as a joke, and it's a joke that they look so similar. <laughs> and for some reason, my family watched Glee together, like, up to, like, the third season-ish. So when I think Neil Patrick Harris, I don't even think of him in Glee. I think of the character he looks like in Glee. Now I think of that Barney, because that's what I know him from, but... It's funny. <laughs> yeah, and he's also Count Olaf in the Netflix version of Series of Unfortunate Events. Yes, he was really good in that. I haven't finished. I haven't watched the third season. I haven't even I finished the second. It was a third season, but he is. He I started that very show, good. but yeah, he's the best part of that show. Other than mm, he is Patrick Warburton's also very good in that show. Yeah, well, I love Patrick. almost everything Patrick Warburton does. He's so good. Yeah. He is. In a very B-plus list sort of way, which is a mean <laughs> thing to say, but it feels like his entire no, career it, is it, just gold standard yeah. B-plus. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. He was in Seinfeld. He was very good in Seinfeld. For all my Seinfeld fans out there. I don't think any. I don't think either of you have seen this, but Big Trouble, starring Tim Allen. He's in that. I think he plays a cop in that. He's, he, you want to know Warburg. some crazy Tim Allen facts? Other sure. than, like, I mean, hopefully you guys all know this. In like the 80s or the 90s, he was arrested for possession of cocaine. That's funny. Nice. But uh, the thing, this isn't really like, okay, you guys remember the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen? Yeah, dude, uh, we watch them every Christmas. Yeah, you, you remember the kid that showed up in the second one and then was in the third one? I forget what his character's name was. But he was, like, short. Curtis, I think his character's name was. He had round glasses. He He was one of the elves. Yeah. That kid was in three movies with Tim Allen in one year. Wow. That's a lot. Damn, dude. One of the Santa Claus movies. I think it was the second one. Maybe the third one, though. Uh, Zoom. If y'all remember Zoom. Oh, oh, yeah! That wild movie. Yeah, he's That's in Zoom. Right. And then also Shaggy Dog. Imagine having to put up with that much Tim Allen. I couldn't. I don't like Tim Allen. I don't either. I, I, <laughs> I like him for being Buzz, because Buzz is my favorite Toy Story <laughs> character, and that's that's as far as it goes. Oh, man. You want to talk about yeah. problematic... Why not? Tim Allen for you. He's pretty... 
Like, as a person? Yeah, he's pretty problematic. I have no idea what's wrong with him. Elaborate. Uh, there's the whole, you know, getting arrested for cocaine possession. Uh, really sexist. Uh, very pro-Trump, from what I recall. Oh, no. So much so that even Disney doesn't want to interact with him anymore. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which... You guys, did you guys hear about that, that new Buzz Lightyear movie? No. No? Pixar's making a Buzz Lightyear movie. With... Without Tim Allen? With, with Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear? Oh. And it's about... Not the toy Buzz Lightyear, but like the, you know, quote-unquote real Buzz Lightyear. I have never heard of that. Well, there was that well they announced it no, a couple that, months ago. There was a TV was show. Your TV show. There was or a TV was it like show. The movie. Well, there was a in like the oh like wow two thousand two ish I think there yeah, was a show. There was a two D animated show, uh, where they they kicked it off with a movie, a two D animated movie. Yes, and Tim I Allen plays Buzz in that movie, and mm-hmm. I guess okay. really tying it all together in the show, Buzz is played by Patrick Warburton. That huh. is crazy. So I just looked up this Chris Evans Toy Story thing. You saw the screenshot, didn't you? Yeah, I'm, the screenshot's weird. But the Buzz Lightyear that Chris Evans is playing is supposedly a real astronaut within the Toy Story universe who got, and I quote, one hell of a merchandising deal. And that bothers me. I feel like that's a erasure of the Buzz Lightyear lore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I definitely agree with you. That's like, a weird thing to say, but I, I know what you mean, and I agree with you. The show does it better, because in the show, Buzz Lightyear wasn't, like, a real astronaut. He was a real character from right. a show. Right, he was like a cartoon. Yeah, and the show you're watching, yeah. that's, like, from the 2000s, is supposed to be the show that Buzz Lightyear's based off of in the Toy Story universe. And he's a space ranger. He is yeah, and flying Bruce about Zerg. in his jetpack, fighting... Emperor Zerg. You know, like, what I mean? like, like a 1950s space retro cartoon character. Yeah, and it's good. At yeah. least the movie is. I watch the movie every year for Christmas. It's a Christmas tradition. My brother and I, we watch the movie on Christmas Eve. It's good. The credits, the music over the credits, is a poem. It's a spoken word poem read by William Shatner. Brilliant. Nice. Ah, William Shatner. It's crazy. I'm not sure if you've heard William Shatner's poetry before, but it is. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever known anything about William Shatner, but he's a bit of an odd fellow. Very odd fellow. Is he Canadian? He's Canadian, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. Yeah. William Shatner is a Canadian actor, author, producer, director, screenwriter, and singer. He's from yeah. Montreal. Mm. That explains it. Uh, that would I wonder explain. if he's yeah, French. That would, that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner kind of looks like a like a tomato these days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, he's 89. Never mind. He looks good for being 90. Well, wow. I didn't Betty, think not, that he would be Betty White turned 99 recently, or not 99. She turned 
93 recently? No, she turned 99. Was Betty it 99? White is 99. Yeah. Wow. The Queen is 93. Yeah, the Queen. Hail Britannia. <laughs> yeah, she was born in 1922. Age 99. Yeah. Wow, that is... Yeah, that is old, old. I'm surprised she isn't yeah. dead yet. Luckily, she's not. She's she's making it through. I say, I mean, luckily, luckily, whatever. She's old. She's gonna <laughs> die eventually. I feel like it's lucky that she's made it this long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's this show, also, that my mother likes to watch, uh, called Hot in Cleveland, that was going on between 2010 and 2015, where she plays this character named Elka Ostrovsky, and she is the one old woman, because she was 88 in 2010, I believe, and uh, she's the one old woman in a cast of four women. It's like, it's kind of like a sitcom, it's kind of like a young Golden Girls situation, it's not super inspired by Golden Girls in any capacity, but it's weird seeing all these, like, 35 to 40-some women, right? Because the other yeah. three members of the main cast, and then Betty White. I don't know. I, I don't know why they brought her in for that. She's not bad in it or anything. I think Betty White's a great actress. She's just, it seems like you can't watch it without oh. thinking of Golden Girls if you've seen Golden yeah, Girls. Yeah. And yeah. at that point, in 2010, she was the only remaining golden girl on the planet. They were all dead. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's how she made it so long? She ate the rest of the golden girls, consuming their life force? <laughs> Definitely. The other three, yeah. Yes. You want to know something weird that's about the exactly golden girls? That. I've got a lot of golden girls facts. <laughs> this is a, we're targeting our demographic here of... Definitely. Like eighteen to twenty-three. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, if they're not into it, then they can they can continue listening because we like their patronage. Um, Estelle Getty, right? Who's Sophia Petrillo, the the mother of uh, B. Arthur, okay. is chronologically younger than B. Arthur by two years. So they just made her look older and act older, right? But if you didn't know that you would have still assumed that she was older than B on set because in the last, like, three or four seasons of Golden Girls, Estelle Getty got, I think, I wouldn't call it early onset, they were old, but she got Alzheimer's. And so she had problems reading some of her lines um, just because she couldn't remember them half the time. And then, you know, as people with Alzheimer's and dementia do, they have lucid moments, and so sometimes she would act like she'd always acted, and mm -hmm. she was a lifelong stage actress. And then sometimes she would need to have people hold up her lines on big prompters behind the camera so she knew what to say. If you watch the last couple seasons, you would never know. Whatever they did in editing was, you know, on point. You wouldn't tell. But she seemed really, really old, despite technically not being the oldest golden girl. I thought we were going to get, like, a fun golden girls fact. But you just I don't know if I said fun, I said fact. That was, that was a sobering, sobering moment. I left out more sobering parts of that. Please do not get into them. <laughs> I left them for a reason. <laughs> Thank you. I think this is supposedly supposed to be a feel-good show. I, um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. We're not here. I guess I opened up this podcast talking about transphobia. Mm-hmm. I mean, true. if you want a funnier Golden Girls fact, uh, 
in the first Deadpool movie, before he gets all pizza-faced, uh, Ryan Reynolds is wearing a B. Arthur shirt, and I think it's literally the, open- the opening scene, but the movie didn't want to spend the rights to get B. Arthur's appearance uh, license, mm-hmm. and so Ryan Reynolds thought that because in the comics Deadpool really likes the Golden Girls, he would just pay, like, I think it was... Oh, it might have been twenty grand or like two hundred grand. It was a lot of money out of pocket just so that he could wear a B. Arthur shirt for five minutes, which I think is pretty nice. neat. That is neat. Much better Ryan than Ryan Reynolds. That. Truly, is the best choice for Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, he's better than pretty much anybody else. I think they could put together. Yeah, I will. I will not speak on it. I don't know enough about Deadpool. I did not watch the movie. I saw the second one. For some reason, the second one's good. I'm not a fan of Deadpool, good. just as a character. He call me like a tight ass or something, but it just—it's really not for me. I find isn't, him annoying. Isn't the term hard ass? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> call my ass tight and juicy, but I don't like Deadpool. <laughs> call me something about Deadpool would say. Call call me plump ass, but I just I just I, I don't like it. Call me Fix McGee, but I'm call not a me, fan. <laughs> call me Dump Truck, but I'm not really good with that. There's something about that Deadpool boy. I don't, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't know. Deadpool's okay. I don't dislike the character so much. I think he's definitely got a gimmick, you know? Hmm. And you either have to like the gimmick or you don't. But the Deadpool fan base is almost as bad as the Joker fan base. In that yeah, they're completely definitely. insufferable, and most of them are yeah. either like 13 to 16 year olds who drink way too much Monster and have a thing against drywall, or they're well into their <laughs> early 30s and they wear exclusively tap out hats and white Oakleys. And neither of them are people that I want to associate with on the regular. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, they're so my bad. family. There's there's a reason I know it as well as I do. Tragedy. Is true. Wow. I have I've met your family. I, I've met even some of your extended family. Just from, yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever met my cousins. You ever met my uncle? Uh, one. Yeah, I've met your uncle and I've met your cousins. Yeah, they're uh. Like. There's something. There's something. Yep. Oh, let's put this into perspective. My cousin, his name is Asher. I think he's fourteen. He is. He's special, but his favorite game of all time is every single version of Call of Duty Zombies. And that's him in a nutshell. Is if if you could envision a fourteen year old my sweaters don't fit me because they're three sizes too large, uh white Albertan kid whose favorite video game is Call of Duty Zombies, that's my cousin. Wow. Yeah truly uh, proving the point that you're as established on this show already you're the worst you can be at 14 wow. <laughs> that was a topic last episode yeah wow can you imagine peaking at that age can you imagine peaking in high oh. school uh, and then not like dying a lot right of after high school St. Albert. That, that was a lot of kids here yeah. like I don't know high school they, sucked I think, for me I think they yeah not to, not to like, yeah, call out our fan base that live, like, pretty much exclusively in our town, other than that one listener in Texas and the one in the Netherlands. 
because I think they all live in the exact same town as we do. I think quite a few people from our town probably peaked in high school. Yeah. With the exception of like... Yeah. Maybe like three... Like maybe like ten people. Maybe. Off the yeah. top of my head. I wonder what that feels like. You know, not to say, I, I'm not counting myself in that ten people. I definitely <laughs> peaked before high school. <laughs> I peaked in grade nine. I peaked in junior high. I witnessed that. I, I witnessed that happen. It's too. been a down. It's been downhill ever since. Some so peaks. So tell me then. But I'll tell you. like? Peaking before high school, even. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mid-peak. Now that you know, in retrospect, when it was, what did that feel like? You don't really realize how good it is until you're past it. And then after the fact, knowing that you he, peaked he, at age he just had a fifteen, crisis. Uh, just now, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm probably in my uh, eighth midlife crisis. Uh, I don't know if that's how life works. Well, eighth crisis. Uh, I'm in my eighth crisis. I think you just have like a chronic crisis problem. Uh, this is like my eighth one. Uh, my first podcast is yeah, yeah, crisis, yeah, yeah. The either the the first and or the second one were actually before I peaked, but uh, yeah, it's been downhill. Again, like glass bones peaks. and paper skin guy who heart attacks himself to sleep every night. You're just constantly having a life crisis. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh. I'm I'm Mr. Glass from Mr. <laughs> Emotional Glass. Yeah. You know that scene in in, in uh, Unbreakable where he falls down the stairs. That's yep. me. That's me mentally ever since great night. <laughs> <laughs> you stand up at the bottom of the stairs, but it's just another flight of stairs, and no, you I, slip. I I I'm still in the slip. Like I haven't even started to fall yet. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing, is that when he got to the bottom of those stairs, he he was better than he'd ever been. I mean, of course, he was a cripple, but he mentally knew his purpose. He was ready. Yep. Are, that are is you... true. That is true. That was, that was his peak Sometimes moment. Sometimes you gotta hit rock bottom, bottom before you start. Okay, yeah. but see, the thing is, that's happening to me mentally. So are you suggesting that perhaps at the end of this, it'll be the best I'll be physically? Yeah, I think yes. so. Okay. I think in in whatever amount of time it takes you to finish falling down your metaphorical staircase, uh, amigo, you're gonna come out to rift. Forty years. Eighteen to forty. That's yeah. a good. That's a good ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> that's like pretty much most of your life at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, see, as as some people have midlife crises, you'll have like a midlife epiphany, mm. and it'll just oh, wow. be up. Yeah. Wait, hold on. This raises another question, very important. Who is your Bruce Willis? What is your Bruce Willis? Uh, the real Bruce Willis. The real Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. Is your metaphorical Bruce Willis. Actual Bruce Willis. Uh, I mean, I guess I technically really like Jim Carrey, because I like two of his movies a lot, so... So Jim Carrey pushed you down the stairs? Bruce Willis did not push. <laughs> no, he sure just fell down the stairs. I'm not sure how well you remember Unbreakable, but it wasn't like. 
Bruce Willis didn't football tackle Samuel L. Jackson down a flight of stairs. You might as well have. He mentally tackled him. You know? Yeah, he looked at him with his Bruce Willis stare where he purses his non-existent lips and then his bald head shines at you and you're blinded. Yeah. Yep. Bruce Willis is such a tragedy of a man. Yeah. <laughs> not just not because of his bald head and his lack of lips, although that's our problem. <laughs> he just doesn't do anything anymore. He shows up and he does like a new movie every year, but he stopped caring about his job as an actor sometime like twenty years ago. Because you see all these movies he was in in the late eighties and early nineties, and he was even if he wasn't like a good great actor he took it seriously and if you've ever seen like the last couple movies he's been in and by that i mean the last 10 or so he shows up and he just does that same bruce willis look and then he doesn't he like he says the lines as deadpan as possible he'll be like yes i'm here to save you we need to go and then the movie's over it's like once again bringing this back to uh oceans i think he was in oceans 12 or something yeah he he played himself, and even then, it was just like nothing. He was well, so he's playing accurate since he's playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> he basically just did that Bruce Willis stare the entire like. Ew, like was, yeah, he was, doesn't take it seriously anymore. And he has was for Unbreakable a long time. his last good acting job? Um, when was Unbreakable oh, out? Because it might have been. I think that was like two thousand three. No, no, that's no, a little I think it was early. like 99. 2000. No, 2000, yeah. exactly. No. Let's find out. Because I've seen a couple of Bruce Willis After movies. Sixth Sense. Um, his filmography. I have to go to a different page. Because it's so it was Split. I, he was kind of a cameo in Split and then Glass he was in. Yeah, he was Split. not good in Glass. Let's not talk about Glass. I mean, he was in Sin City, so maybe he was good in that. Because um, I've heard that Sin City is really good. I've never seen it. But yeah, I think it might was have been his red? last good movie. He was in Red. He's the whole point of Red, and like, he was bad in it. Yeah, Red and Red 2. Yeah. I think there's a Red 3 now, too. He was in a Gorillaz Is music there? video, apparently. Yeah, he was. He was in um, Stylo, I think. That's just weird. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, not He's driving a car. Okay, I, I redact my statement to saying uh, that Unbreakable was his last good acting job, because, granted, it was all bad for after that for a while, but a full uh, six years later, he was in Over the Hedge hmm. as RJ, and I don't know which character that is, but just Over the Hedge is Over the, the Hedge, the so I'm gonna say that was his best, but that was his last good acting job. Over the Hedge was a good movie. He definitely I, I, I'm, did I'm, well I, I think it's just nostalgia, but... Yeah. Somebody who watched Over the Hedge like three to four years ago, it indeed is nostalgia. <laughs> okay, yeah, he was the raccoon. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. The raccoon was like the most sarcastic asshole character in that whole movie. <laughs> I guess he was yeah. pretty good in that, actually. He was like, in the, the Lego movie too. As himself. Did anybody see the second Lego movie? I did, but I don't remember much of what happened. Oh, I watched the second... Wait, wait. Who was he in the second Lego movie again? Bruce Willis. 
Bruce Willis. All I, okay, Willis. all I remember, <laughs> all I remember is the second. Uh, I think they played "Kickstart My Heart" in the second Lego Movie, and that's all I remember. Wow, I like, remember the beginning, and I. That's it. I I might have fallen asleep. Yeah. And, oh, he uh, was in Looper. He wasn't bad in Looper. He wasn't, he wasn't bad in Looper. Good in oh, Looper. Yeah. He was just there. He was fairly good in Looper. Like it wasn't his best, obviously, but. I, you know, that's he, fair. He definitely at least tried a little with Looper. Yeah, Looper was a good movie. And that I was in 2012. Looper. Yeah. So he tries every now and then, but between Looper and uh, what was... Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge. That's like, <laughs> he's done... So Unbreakable was at the end of 2000 for him. He did 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... Wait, every nine, six years, 10, he just has a oh good... Oh my god. He's right. done like every 40 five movies. Years. Wait, so Unbreakable to Over the Hedge is six years. Over the hedge. To 2017. Over Looper. the hedge to Lupus 2012. Mm-hmm. What happened so in 2018? <laughs> um, well, 2017 to 2019, there was Once Upon a Time in Venice, First Kill, Acts of Violence, Death Wish, Airstrike, Reprisal, two of which were direct to DVD movies, so I don't think those were very good. Okay, wait, 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 um, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Glass, but any in 2018. Glass. Is there, like, a specific one in 2018? Acts of Violence, Death Wish, and Reprisal, and Airstrike were all 2018, but I haven't seen okay, any we'll of Okay, we'll watch all of them. Yeah, Death Wish is the only one he did in 2018 that weren't direct-to-VOD or direct-to-DVD. Death Wish would be the one okay. that he was in. And let's see how well it was okay, received. Well, 6.4 out of 10. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It was produced for $30 million and came out at 48.5, so they technically made a profit. Are you always thinking what I'm thinking? We're watching Death Wish? We're, no, I'm saying a full-on Bruce-a-thon, baby. Oh, no. I don't You're know if I can it. handle that much I'm squinting. <laughs> All four of those movies from that <laughs> year. Lips. To see you know if what's the, hilarious about the that expression? Bruce Willis hypothesis is correct. You know, I'm, I'm in for that. In Looper. Joseph Gordon-Levitt does this face all the time, and he acts really weird. If you ever see him in anything else, he doesn't do it when he's making yeah. normal expressions. And then yeah. you figure out that yeah. he's just emulating Bruce Willis, and he's actually really good at it. The face that he's making is super weird on his own face, but when you think that he's supposed to be young Bruce Willis, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Which really goes to show just how weird that face is. So he's making his lips as small yeah. as possible, and he only ever squints and turns his head really slow, and he talks very stilted, and it's like, if anyone else does it, you think, that is so weird, and then you see Bruce Willis do it, and you're like, yeah, die hard. Keep going. Yes, King, Bruce Willis. <laughs> it's funny, because um, Bruce Willis well, didn't always make that face in, what is it, I think, no. Eight Monkeys? Is that what it is? Twelve Monkeys. I Twelve think. Monkeys. I thought it was Twelve Monkeys, but he was also in Ocean's Twelve. Mm. So in Twelve Monkeys... Ocean's Twelve yeah. Monkeys. He was really good. That movie was really good. I like that. Okay, one. hold up. Idea. I know Twelve Monkeys isn't about actual monkeys, but hear me out. It's heist be. movie. <laughs> oh, where everyone's monkey. a monkey. <laughs> and Andy Serkis you know, plays all the monkeys, lot. like Planet of the Apes. He's just. Yeah. Nice. I've done it. I've cracked the code. We talk about a lot of heist movies. This I take it back. I, I haven't peaked. This is it. Ocean's 12 Monkeys is the peak. If I can make Ocean's 12 Monkeys, I can die a happy man. Well, I mean, what are you going to go to film school for? Like, 
Come on. The program is you do write a script over the entire program. So I could theoretically it, Oceans Twelve Monkeys. Over the course of a year write Oceans Twelve Monkeys. You'd have to get Andy no, it, Circus it, before like, he gets too old or well, he won't well, be able to do all the vocab. No no of... it, it's like it's like Jungle Book. Bruce Willis is the only actual human character and everything else is CGI. Ooh. Perfect. Okay, because the end of the program I'm doing is, because it's screenwriting, right? So for the program, you're working on this script. Technically, you're working on multiple scripts. But the script you're doing specifically for a feature film, at the end of the program, they team up with the people doing the acting course there, and they do a table read of your script. <laughs> nice. We could get a table read of Ocean's 12 Monkeys. You guys ever seen The Fifth Element? No, I haven't. No? Uh, yeah, that's where I got my name. Yeah. Like. Really? Yeah. Corbin Dallas. That. That's the main character. Played by huh. Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. Bruce Corbin. So, do you remember <laughs> The Fifth Element much, Corbin? Yes. I watched right. it, like, a year or two ago. Do you know who, uh, what's his name, Chris Tucker is? Oh, I... <laughs> He's Ruby Rod yeah, in the I, movie. He's that yeah. dude. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, like the uh, total the eccentric, like... Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah I think he's a radio character. show host. Yeah, I didn't like that. know at all what the fifth element was going into it, and I wasn't prepared for him. And I finished the whole movie still just adjusting to who Chris Tucker played in that movie. I, I actually quite like Chris Tucker. I think like, he's funny. You don't. Yeah, you don't see a lot. Like I haven't seen a lot of movies with him, but he doesn't do much. The last movie he I mean, made he was in, uh, was in Rush, Rush Hour. Rush Hour one, two, and three. It's the same. Yeah, because he was with Jackie Chan. Yeah, they're. Yeah. The last Rush Hour was in 2007. Yeah, no, he's been a lot. And then the last movie he was in was Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk by what? Ang Lee. Like <laughs> yeah. Billy Lynn's <laughs> Long Halftime Walk. Wow. It's a, apparently what a war a, drama a film directed by Ang Lee. You really can just name a movie anything. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't really think about it, but you really but... can't just name anything you make. You can just, like, video games, movies, books, you can just name it whatever you want. And people just have to deal with it. Do you guys want to hear the first sentence it. to this plot? Because it's insane. Sure. Alright, Yeah. so... It starts, Billy Lynn, a 19-year-old U.S. Army specialist from Texas, is caught on camera dragging wounded Sergeant Virgil Shroom Bream to safety during an intense firefight in Iraq on October 23rd, 2004. That is all I need to know to watch this movie. <laughs> wow. I want to see that movie. That's uh, the palate cleanser. Okay, so the Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Marathon followed by this. Well, well there's Bruce... Bruce? There's four Bruce Willis movies we're watching. So we so we watch it after we watch two Bruce Willis movies. Can we watch Glass too? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I I, I, I kind of stopped it, watching it halfway but, through. But we can watch oh, Glass. It it's uh. Well, I, I stopped watching halfway through because I didn't sleep for twenty four hours before watching it. I, so I like I, yeah. parts of it. Other parts of it are a little bad. I think 
I don't remember that correctly, but I remember hearing there was some studio interference type stuff. And I find it. think that kind of led to it being a little worse. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There's there's some wow. stuff there that's kind of... They I only made it for $20 million. Very cheap movie, yeah. Does it look cheap? It doesn't look cheap, but it is pretty much set within cool. one location throughout the entire movie, so... You know, since we're talking sense. about five to six year, like, you know, every every turn of the cycle, these creatives who make good things, and then in between everything they make is garbage, M. Night Shyamalan is definitely one of those people. Yeah. He is so bad on the yeah. regular, and then every now and then he'll turn out something that's like, how did this guy who made this thing well, make all of the rest of the things he's The interesting he's thing about Shyamalan, though, is I feel like the period of time gets longer each time. <laughs> Because Sixth Sense, which personally, I didn't really like Sixth Sense, but, you know, people call that, like, one of his best, if not his best movie. Mm. And Unbreakable are, like, three years apart. Mm-hmm. Right? But then, you know, I th- was Unbreakable his last good movie for a while, or was it, like, one after that? Was it Split? Mm. Like... Split was okay. And I then wouldn't Sp- call it great. Split was an up for him, though, definitely. I think. He's responsible for a lot of really bad movies. Now that you I'm want to know something outstanding, which you might discover in a second here, if I don't tell you right away. Go. His first thing he did in a movie was he wrote Stuart Little. Really? Really? He wrote the film adaptation of Stuart Little. Huh. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> that is just impressive. So. Totally incongruent with who he is as a director yeah, and as a filmmaker. A weird filmography. Like this has Split and Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense, and it also has Stuart Little and The Last Airbender and After Earth. Like, what is this? <laughs> who is this man? <laughs> He's Shyamalan, baby. He has a show now. Yeah. Does he? That's on its, like, second season. I haven't watched it, but I keep getting ads for it. Apparently it's pretty good. He doesn't, obviously, like, do all of it. He's, like, the showrunner. But, like, was made by him. Like, he doesn't direct every episode, obviously, but... I'm noticing a pattern here, and it's very interesting. (laughs) So, he's written for every single movie that he's made... Yeah. With the exception of this movie called Devil from 2010. Where he, oh, that's the Elevator movie. Yeah, he wrote the story, but he didn't write the script, right? Yeah. Um, and all of them, I mean, like the first ten, excepting The Last Airbender, because that already has its own name, they're all multiple title movies, except for Signs, right? Signs is the first movie he made that only has one word in the title. And then Devil, Onward, I think there are six movies here. He just stops using more than one word. After Earth has two, The Visit technically has two, but it's really only one. And the last three movies he's made are Split, Glass, and I quote, Old. It's just called Old. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, if he keeps making, you know, one-word movies, I'm down for it. Do you think think he's going through the dictionary? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he even writes his movies first? He... He flips open the dictionary, points on a random word, and he's like, I'm gonna make a movie. That allows me to use that as a title. 
probably. Unbreakable. Signs. Split glass. Old. Devil. Yeah, I think so. The village. The visit. <laughs> wow. She's all that is straight up just like a colloquialism. And Wide did Awake is also a colloquialism. That? He did do She's All That. He didn't direct it and he didn't produce it, but he's an uncredited writer for it. He did all the rewrites on it. Wow. Yeah. What a... Just a strange filmography. Yeah, just so totally. weird, dude. Because, you know, I think of him as, like, a horror thriller guy. But then, you know, he writes Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, isn't it? He's also acted in a fair bit of his movies. He's been in... Yeah, he's in Split. He's in Unbreakable, and he's... Er, he might not be in Split, but he's definitely in Unbreakable. He is in Glass. Split. He is in Split, yeah. It's yeah. the same guy that he's in as in Glass, Unbreakable. too. Or in Glass, right. In Unbreakable, he's a stadium drug dealer. Well, no, that's nice. that's a weird thing that Glass does, is in his cameo in Glass... Because it's the same character as the character in Split, who's the really? same character as the character in Glass. So he was just dealing drugs on the side way back in the day. Well, no, there's literally a line where he's like, yeah, when I was younger, I was into some bad stuff, but <laughs> better now. That's funny. Just, like, kind of... Weird and It's kind of like a Takeda Watiti. Taika Watiti, sorry, or whatever. What did like, you he's say? He's in all of this. Takeda Watiti? Yes, Takeda Watiti. I don't know his name. Taika Watiti? all of this. What we did in the shadows is a very good movie. But yeah, he's he's like... He directs, if anyone, if anyone listening to this has not watched What We Do in the Shadows, do it. I've wanted watch to it. watch it for like three years you and I can't find it anywhere. It? I it was can't on find Netflix. it anywhere. That's where I watched it. It was on Netflix and it's not there anymore. It, it's such a good movie. It is great. What yeah. a good. He's good at movies. Tiger with TD. He knows what he's doing. You guys seen JoJo Rabbit? I have not. Yeah. I would advise seeing really it. It's movie. very good. The only two movies of his he plays Hitler. Is... He does play Hitler. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and what we do in the shadows. I want to see Hunt for the Wilder People, which is also on Netflix. It is. That's on my list. I didn't want to watch it. It's been on my list since it came out, and that was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind oh, of a mood. He did also direct one of the episodes of Mandalorian. He did. He was involved in that. The first year, like the the season of the Mandalorian, was really. Good. They just had a yeah. lot of stuff together, and I feel like I here's some weird stuff on the Mandalorian behind the scenes. I don't think they're gonna do a third season this like next cycle, this next year. Yeah. And there are a couple of reasons yeah, why. Yeah, they're so, gonna do a third season. The first is I, I've heard that they're probably not the the time slot, and I've only got this from like the the secondhand, thirdhand info from someone who's uh you know in the industry, but they are using the time slot to film a different show. So, kind of spoilers for The Mandalorian, but at this point we've already spoiled <laughs> a little bit yeah. of it. Um, Boba Fett does make right, a, yeah, yeah. an appearance. Oh, his, oh, right, they are doing that. They confirmed mm -hmm. that. At the they end confirmed that of, they're doing that. Like the the post credits scene, they yeah. call it the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Right? And... Uh, the Book of Boba Fett is filming right now, in the last two years, what The Mandalorian's time slot is for yeah. Disney's filming schedule, which is interesting. 
because they haven't mentioned that the Mandalorian is filming right now. And on top of that, uh, the main guy who plays the Mandalorian, what's his name, Pedro Pascal? Yeah. He's been having some issues with Disney because he wants more screen time for his face, which is why in that one episode um, he spends his, you know, helmet time off a little bit more. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that one is, I think, specifically written because he's like, I want my face to be seen in this role that I'm playing, Hmm. which is kind of funny because it's like you signed on to play a character whose whole thing is not having his face seen, but that's different. But yeah, so he's having problems there, and they managed to keep the public from hearing about it until the season was out, but now that the season's out, it's relatively public knowledge. So I think that they might be putting either that show on the back burner for a minute, or they might even be taking focus away from The Mandalorian because of like a a contract breakdown with Pedro Pascal, Mm. which is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I just noticed Corbin left, which is fine. Oh. I do I do believe he said he could only go to six today, which is why we That's fine. recorded at the time we did. And my computer is about to die, so we should probably wrap this up. Um, thank you for joining us, Sebastian. If people yeah, want to find fine. you, where can they find you? They can't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me at Obi Noah Kenobi on Instagram. Uh, find the show at at the Real Who Knows Show. Oh, Corbin came back. Whatever, we're ending the podcast. Yeah. Corbin, we're ending the podcast. Oh, wait, we're ending? Damn. I, sorry, I, I, I dipped out for like a second. Like my, my internet kind of killed itself. My computer's about to die anyway, so you leaving oh, is a okay. good seg- segue. Um, follow me at Obi-Noah Kenobi. Follow the show at The Real Who Knows Show on Instagram. Or maybe just at The Who Knows Show. I forget. Doesn't matter. You'll find it. Email us questions at uh, The Real Who Knows Show at gmail.com. Corbin, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me Blitzwaffle Blutkrieg at on Instagram. Uh, and like that's really it. I don't do anything else anywhere else. So yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Review us, follow us, rate us, do whatever you do on whatever thing you're listening to this on, uh, and tell your friends about us. Spread that. Yes. Whatever this is around. <laughs> the word. One might Indeed. Say. Yeah. Yes, the word. Well, we we don't want to get uh we don't want to get called a heretic or anything. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Sebastian. This has been very fun. This has yes, been the Shudo Show. Goodbye. <laughs>